Hello and welcome to the Liam Hannon Podcast. So today I'm going chatting about must-dos when it comes to losing body fat. Again, these can be applied to when it comes to building muscle as well. I really do zone in on the body fat because I think a lot of people, that's what they want to do. Uh, obviously, there's weight loss occurs that as well, but it's losing fat off your frame. So I'm not going to put them in any particular order. I just kind of put the stuff in that I would kind of go to nearly straight away. Now, I'm going to start off with your exercise first. I know I'm going to say... Number two, that was going to be diet, but I just I want to get this part across straight away about when it comes to getting that, I suppose, as the ladies will call it, the toned look, or as men will call it, building muscle. And a lot of times, that is exactly what you need to do, is to build some lean muscle mass. And again, when you're gearing towards building lean muscle mass, you are going to look better in clothes, you're going to feel better. Again, it's another way of, like, an indication that, you know, your body is reducing your body fat if you're adding lean muscle mass. And again, it's a bit more of a body recomposition that will happen for a lot of people where they will start sort of losing body fat but gaining muscle at the same time. That happens a lot when someone is new to the gym or has taken a bit of time off the gym. It can still happen if you're a bit more advanced, but it's not as, you know, you're not going to make massive gains that you would compared to someone that is just starting off. But again, everyone should be working towards having some form of weightlifting or resistance training, whether it be with bands, whether it be with body weight, whether it be with kettlebells, dumbbells, something, any of those things where you're actually making your body lift a heavier load and again like that we want to start slowly progressing those weights on again and the 1.25 1.25 to the bar whether it means going up a size on the kettlebell going from a red band to a purple band and i think i just i don't know if i mentioned this part i could have edited it out already but when women are talking about getting toned they are talking about or when you feel like oh i want to get more toned it is adding that little bit of lean muscle tissue to your frame so just remember that so when i know like a uh, problem here for for women is or you can hear a lot is or getting rid of the bingo wings and like there's no again there's no such thing as a spot reducing i want to make that clear but you want to be trying to work on muscles or whether it be try suppress down or something like that you're not going to blast the fat off but you're going to work on building muscle in that area so it's an overall thing that people need to get their head around is trying to build muscle rather than trying to spot reduce i don't know why we need to spot reduce but i just felt i needed to get it across there but we're not in there doing as many try suppress downs to blast the fat off our backs of arms we're going in there to try and uh, work build that muscle build strength in that area and, and overall as well we want to be building muscle we're aiming to build the muscle it's trying to build strength in the gym that way your body is going to start shaping up and looking a lot better i think the big focus on the weight loss and weight loss is a massive part of that as well you know, you're going to lose weight and body fat at the same time but just remember that too if you're doing a resistance training program and you know your weight your scale necessarily hasn't dropped down but you're starting to look better i guarantee you just kind of body recomp where you've lost the body fat but gained a bit of muscle at the same time which can happen again as i said to a lot of beginners not so much on the advanced area but it can still it can still happen it's happened to me a couple of times over the years it's just when you kind of clean up your diet or you start a new program that can happen as well and again this is more than likely should have been number one talking about your diet you know again you have to get yourself into that diary deficit diary deficit calorie deficit uh, so you start losing weight and start losing body fat but again your nutrition is going to be a big thing and with that as well i'm talking about making sure that you're including uh high pro have a high protein diet is one of the main ones to make sure that you're doing so that that your body is going to recover better from workouts you will make you feel fuller for longer and again like that if you've ever had a meal that's been a nice balanced meal of like we'll say protein carbohydrates and, uh, carbohydrates and fats or even carbohydrates and vegetables for example you have a chicken breast white potato and some veg you know after that meal you're probably a bit more satisfied and you're, you're, you're not going to feel like you're going to get a massive crash from that food choice you know if you're going with something that's more of like a pizza base or something like that a lot of times feels great at the time if it tastes lovely 
and all that the calories are going to be a little bit higher but you're going to have a little bit of a crash a little bit of a, oh I feel a bit sluggish now so if you're having a food that's more high in protein more nutritional dense you're going to feel a lot better as well it's not just about having the the calorie deficit when you're eating foods like that you know everything else is going to be working better your gut health everything is going to be working a lot better when your diet is tidied up or cleaned up and again of course as always you can include those other foods with that as well but i'm just saying making sure that your diet is high in protein trying to have protein with every meal if possible and then number three sleep again a lot would argue this could be number one uh, i spoke about sleep a lot of times and you'll hear on every other podcast and every other person out there bringing out sending out their fitness message the importance of sleep but the big thing for me when it comes for myself i notice when i'm when i get a good night's sleep is i'm less inclined to eat shit the next day because you know we've had those times where you've been out the night before and like you know this always happens a lot of people on a regular basis if you're going out one, if you go out every weekend or you're going out once a month whatever you're always going to be a little bit tired in the morning time and it's a lot harder to make healthier food choices so i would always say to people aim to get that between the six to eight hour sleep at night and look it might mean pulling away from the television for a couple of hours in night time or it might mean that you have to you know spend less time on your phone at night just so you get those six to eight hours sleep and i guarantee you start seeing better results as well especially when it comes to your recovery after workouts if you're someone that kind of has a lot of gets a lot of uh, doms or delayed muscle soreness you know sleep and recovery is very important to to flush that to flush it out and that you'll be well rested that you can hit take the day on Again, number three is just different. It's not really, uh, I don't know, I just wanted to get this pointer in there. Don't demonize food. And what I mean by that is, you know, you'll have that thing of like, oh, I can't eat bread. Uh, another one is like, carbohydrates are bad, fat is bad. No food is bad. There's no such thing as a good or bad food. It's foods that are just more high in nutritional value and ones that are less in nutritional value. Now, you can include all your favorite foods into your plants as long as they hit your calories. The reason I say to go for the better choice of food-wise is because you will feel better. And like you can obviously save calories in the evening time or have your favourite foods once a week and there's no problem with that at all or even fitting in a chocolate bar every single day. You know, if you can fit into your calories and do so. But just realise there is no good or bad food. I like the amount of times I might come up with a little meal plan. I might have like protein oats, for example, or something like that, which is a really nice food to have. And I might say to someone, someone might be over or whatever, and I'm like, you don't taste a bit of this. I'm like, geez, that's full of sugar. It's very sweet. That can't be great for you. And that's when you're in your head, you're like, oh my God, this is technically a healthier food choice, but people think it's bad because of certain, certain tastes of uh, sweetness of it. So for example, I might be adding stevia to it, a bit of cinnamon or something like that. And people instantly think, oh, that has to taste, that tastes too sweet. I can't be eating that. And it's like, and again, I suppose I've gone off topic there, but I'm trying to say is that like, you know, so many people think that you have to suffer when it comes to your health and fitness. Like it has to be this regiment routine. There's no nice foods in it. You know, it, it is so mad once when you start getting and people will talk, say about tracking calories is bad and that like, oh, it's obsessive and you shouldn't care what you're eating. But when you get into the habit of, you know, having a bit more education when it comes to calories, being able to read labels being able to log that food you're not going to do it forever like but just have that knowledge you know you can make some really healthy recipes like you can see it all over tiktok there's people selling recipe books and the food is not obviously it's not the same as the real thing but people can make get really creative with their food choices and can make foods taste amazing and doesn't even feel like you're on a diet plan and that's the way it should be it's just a bit of a lifestyle change like if you're going into a fat loss phase you're really dropping your calories back by we'll say 500 calories so your regular diet shouldn't be much different from your that's just that's the five hundred calories off your maintenance. So literally, 
you're adding you're taking away I suppose a meal maybe or you're taking away a couple of calories from each meal it shouldn't be that drastic I've really went off topic here and talk about good and bad food so that's what I'm trying to say so it doesn't mean that you have to cut back on every single thing it I suppose it does depend on your diet like if you are someone that's having takeaway three or four nights a week obviously there that's where you know you need to really cut that back but there's certain things that you don't need to leave out like for example, as I said, you can have a couple of pints the weekend, you can have your wine, you can have whatever you want at the weekend, so, so long as you factor in, and that's how you create that healthy lifestyle. It's not about, uh, I'm in a plan now. For some people, that works. Some people like to dial it in for a couple of weeks and then go real regiment, and that's it, and then they can come back off and go back to the regular regular life or whatever. But you have to think of, like, you're not going to be tracking calories forever. You're not going to be on a plan forever. The only plan you're going to really be on is your lifestyle plan where you're including workouts, X amount of workouts per week. You know, you're going to include high nutritional food and also the foods that you enjoy. So you have to figure out what's, what foods are kind of negatively affecting you in a way of like you're having too much of one thing where if you had a little bit of it, it wouldn't be as bad, if that makes sense. So I kind of went a little bit off what I was trying to chat about, but there are no good and bad foods. They're just foods that are higher in calories, foods that are lower in calories, foods that are higher in nutritional value and lower nutritional value. So you just kind of have to have that nice mix of the two. Next one then, drink sugar-free drinks. I know a lot of people are hit and miss when they come to this, they feel like, oh Jesus, they're, they're really bad for you, why are you having them, they'll destroy your gut health and blah, blah, blah. Now, obviously it depends on the person. If you are someone that really suffers from bad gut health, maybe it's not maybe it's not the, the choice for you. But me personally, I find there's nothing wrong with having a couple of sugar-free drinks per day. If you're having a couple of cans of Diet Coke, or a couple of cans of Coke Zero or 7-Up Free, whatever it is for you, they are brilliant to be having in your diet because it gives you that little taste of something nice and there is no there is fuck all difference in taste like even if i'm not cutting down i always would go for the diet choice it's just something a habit that i picked up a long time ago because i always used to love drinking actual regular coke and then when i got into having coke zero and now even diet coke i just find there's no difference in taste and it really just kind of puts that at bay for you it kind of i don't know what it is it kind of sort of half fills up your stomach even now i'm kind of having more seven up for you i find that's like the new nice one i've had i hadn't had like well i do have coke zero as well but I kind of swapped them out, but like that too, there's one thing I meant to, I added in the podcast previous as well, it's just like, I know, I'm not sure about 7up, I think a lot of 7up free is caffeine free, but I only realised it recently enough that uh, Coke Zero has a bit of caffeine in it, so there are caffeine, zero caffeine ones as well that you can get, which I think are a great plus to have, especially if you're having, you know, get Coke Zero at night, so you're not having too much caffeine, it might affect the way you sleep, or the way you, um, Oh, the way if you're having too late at night it might disturb your sleeping but again like that you could have your monsters as well sugar-free monsters everyone kind of jumps down the back because they're kind of like oh my god that stuff is really bad for you but like at the end of the day it's better than having the full sugar version of it or the higher calorie version of it if you're someone that's trying to control their calories or trying to live a healthier lifestyle there's nothing wrong with having a couple of the, some of this stuff added into your diet obviously all in moderation and i find that a lot of times it's people that that are, and it sounds really bad when I say it like this, but it's the people that aren't in shape or that are out of shape that have to fix up their own diet. They just assume this is all bad and like, they're like, that's, that's no good to try. You're better off. There are alternative answers. You're better off the real stuff. Or even like the other day, my dad was trying to tidy up, you know, he wants to try and stop eating so many biscuits and stuff like that. And he was having a sweetener in his tea and he said, oh, geez, I'm cutting back on all the sweeteners. And I was like, I'm kind of saying, but the sweetness isn't the problem. It's the biscuits that's the problem. Like, you don't have to completely cut out the sweeteners, like, which is a bit mad to me. Like, But it's just people, I think, everyone needs to go out there and sort of half-educate themselves on calories and regional labels. Like, 
you know, there's so much new information out there and about research done on different things. And it's like, if we actually done our own research and stuff, we mightn't be as quick to be like, that's bad for you, you shouldn't have that, or this is superb for you. Like, again, I'm, I'll keep rambling here, but do do a bit of research yourself. I suppose I'll add that into that as well. But do and have your sugar-free drinks. I find they're brilliant for suppressing the appetite. Next one then, fill up on fibre. This is an area where I've always kind of not been great for when I come to my, I've talked about this so many conversations. I'm, I'm good for fruit, fruit, I, I love fruit because again, it's that sweet taste, I always have, a, I have a bit of a sweet tooth, so a fruit is great, I find blueberries or grapes and stuff like that, brilliant, it kind of gives, keeps that kind of, gives you that little bit of a, kind of a sugary hit, but veg is an area where I don't eat enough of, so I have to figure out what's the best veg for me to have, but if we could, it's not including more veg in our diet, especially calorie wise, because there's so, so low in calories for the amount of veg you can have, and like that as well, the high fiber will fill you up and you're loaded with minerals and vitamins and they're so important to have a bit more in our lives. Like of course you can have your multivitamin tablet or your, your multivitamin dissolvables or whatever like that. But if you could actually include that in a food form, you would definitely get the benefit more benefit from it because you would be fuller as well. It will fill up your meals. So again, having plenty of fruit and veg in your diet is a nearly a must because again, think of your gut health, think of the, as I said, the vitamins and minerals that you'll be flying flushing through your body as well and again it will give you that more of a fullness when you want to, when you feed a meal you have if you have plenty of veg at your meal you're going to feel a bit fuller a lot fuller for a lot longer again next one daily movement i talk about this so many times it is something that has to be a staple in your life i don't care if you're in a fat loss phase a maintenance phase a bulking phase you need movement you need to work your cardio health you know whether it means walking to work or to get a couple of more steps in right now as i said i'm really trying to zone in at the podcasting now and if i can get a couple of podcasts out per week i will and the best benefit now to that is i'm going to try and do them standing most of the time or definitely try and just make me remember to do it because i just get into that habit of sitting down or leaning up against something so just keep them standing again my feet are moving a bit more i'm a bit more energetic when i do it like this as well so uh, again, if any stage possible, get that bit more moving, whether it is standing, whether it is walk, bringing the dog for a walk, whether it's getting out and just getting a couple of steps in. As I talked about a hundred times before, the three ten minute walks, getting more movement in throughout the day and every single day. Don't this thing of like, people are so afraid of overtraining. It's really hard to overtrain if you're just doing a walk today. You know what I mean? So get out and get some exercise, get some walking in. Like again, you're not made of sugar, you're not going to melt if it starts raining on top of you. So get out and get moving. Keep movement in throughout your entire day. Or sorry, not your entire day, your entire week. Then the last one, and I think this is a very important one as well. I keep saying everything's important. They're all important. But this is one of my this is one of my ones that I kind of really started applying this year. And kind of when I started doing this, I found that I definitely got better results because I was able to give it the more of that longevity to my to my plan, if that makes sense having a plan b but this is nothing spectacular but i do think this is how you have a healthy lifestyle how you don't let losing fat gaining muscle losing weight or fitness in general take over your entire life so having a plan b so we all might be tracking calories now and we have our set calories and we have you know maybe your meal prep and maybe you have loads of stuff in place but you need a plan b if a day comes and it happens to everyone. It probably will happen to everyone at least once a week or every couple of weeks that stuff isn't going to occur according to plan. Or something might come up or an opportunity, for example, might come up. So I'll give myself as the best example. So there on Sunday, like one of the lads messaged me. I hadn't seen him in a long while or, or that and I didn't really do much since Christmas. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'll meet you up, whatever, whatever. So right there and then, now I suppose I'm, I'm at this crack a long time so 
I understand how food works, but if you are someone that's sort of into their journey now, or they've always been on and off, and they panic when stuff like this happens, or they're so afraid they're going to make they derail the progress, my answer to this is, go meet your friends. Go do that out and go have that higher calorie meal. As long as it's not happening like every single day or every single every single weekend, you know, you have to just... Well, if it happens every single well, you can probably still work around it. But, you know, you know what I'm getting at. So, the plan is, whatever, go for food, whatever. What I do in a situation like that is, that meal I'm going for, I'm just going to automatically put it in as a thousand calories. Whether I'm overestimating sometimes, a lot of times you could be overestimating. Sometimes you're underestimating as well. Maybe you have the meal and the dessert or, you know, you can make that choice there and then you're not going to have the dessert. Maybe the meal's enough. But what I do is I throw, I put that down in my fitness plan, especially if I'm trying to tell the timer, even if you're not, you know, you just put that in your head, just have that, okay, that's a bigger meal now today. I'm going to have, I'm putting it, my fitness plan, I'm putting it in a thousand dollars or else um, that's my big meal for the day. So I'm going to pull back everything else a bit more now today. I might have one less meal or I'm just going to have lighter food towards the end of the day. And that way, you're you're having a you're able to go out have have the crack with your friends, and you're not worrying about the consequences. Even if the next morning your you know your weight's up a little bit, or that you're you know that that's that you you feel like oh I've I've really backpedaled. You haven't. You got to spend so much time with your friends, and you have got to actually go out and have some fun. That's where at the start there I was talking about the the whole thing about diet and stuff like that and exercise. People think you have to suffer when it comes to exercise. No, you don't. You're not getting paid to do this shit you know you're not an athlete you're not putting this you going to the gym isn't putting are you working out isn't putting bread on the table do you know so by you having this downtime it gives you that bit of a refresh that you can go again and i guarantee you will feel a lot better afterwards but again you don't even have to track but i just said that's what i like to do if i'm really trying to stick to a plan or i'm really trying to just you know dial it in and i think there's nothing wrong with kind of going a little bit harder for periods of time and taking a bit of time off and you know doing stuff like that if you need to but spending time with your friends is going to actually benefit you in the long run because, as I said, you will be more refreshed. You're not, you don't feel like you're missing out, and you're not that guy that's going to rock up with the fucking box of Tupperware with these with his own pre-planned meals. You don't want to be that person. You're not a bodybuilder. So when Plan B's happen like that, again, now that's just a scenario when it comes to an outing or something like that. So maybe you're including like a cardio aspects to your routine where there's like you're not going to get out get for your your hour walk or whatever maybe at the end of your workout you might turn in go hop on the bike and do 30 seconds on 30 seconds off for 10 minutes really working hard for 30 seconds kind of going to a light pedal for 30 seconds sort of a, a style of a hit or a circus style of training at the end of your regular workout and you know it's not that you're going to Again, as I said, you don't care about the calories and like that. It's just so that you're getting that little bit of movement in, that you're not completely missing out on your bit of cardio for the day. You've done something that works. And a lot of people will just have that as their plan. Like, I start including that into my own plan now anyways, just to 10 minutes, because I like I like that feeling of, you know, your heart is absolutely raced. I don't really get it as such from lifting weights. I need to have do something a little bit more intense so I get that little bit of a bit of a kick where it's like, whoo, you know, that heavy breathing. I like that kind of style at the end of the world. Some people don't, that's perfectly fine. But have a plan B. Again, if you cannot get to the gym, I talked about it last week, having a set of dumbbells at home, resistance bands at home, get a little bit of mini workout in if you need, if needs be. And again, like that, you could do the complete opposite of what I said there. 
I just take it, you know what, today is going to be a day off. I'm going to go off plan for one day because I'm going to meet my friends or I've just a busier time on today. I'm just going to take a bit of time off. But knowing that you're going to get back on it the next day or the next couple of days afterwards. Not that it's going to be a, fuck it, it's all finished now. I can't, I've ruined all my progress. You're not going to destroy it in one day. I've talked about when it comes to Christmas time. Taking two weeks off of Christmas, it's 4% out of the year. It's like you're not going to do that much damage for taking a couple of days off or going off plan for a couple of days. It's getting back on track is where you're going to really make that progress. That's where it shows that you've created a lifestyle. It's not a thing of the be-all and end-all. It's just stuff that you include in your plan, you include to your day-to-day, and you just keep it, keep it going. Right, that is another episode wrapped up today. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As I said, as always, if there's anything you want me to cover or you need any help with your own help, 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 help